Kia ora and welcome to this episode of the Amateur Austenite. I'm Frances Duncan, an author and the founder of the Jane Austen Society of New Zealand slash Aotearoa. I'm a very special guest today, an actor and a co-creator of the series Rational Creatures, Benjamin Mills, who played Ben, and Hazel Jeffs, who is a co-creator. My name is Benjamin Mills. I'm an actor, director, creative based in Chicago. Hi, I'm Hazel Jeffs. I'm writer, classics nerd, and one of the co-creators of Rational Creatures, and I live in Bristol in the UK. So today we're going to be discussing episodes 13 and 14 of Rational Creatures. Episode 13 is one of the throwback vlogs. It's a Q&A. Marisol is there reading the questions. She has huge amounts of eyeliner and coloured highlights, which is fantastic. You see lovely bits of her and Anna kind of mothering each other and bitching about how their dad does not step up. And the the subtle hints that you've got throughout the series about Marisol's arthritis, he become text and they describe what's going on, which is really cool, so that it's very clear. Like with Lewis's anxiety, it's one of those things that's kind of in the background, but then you actually bring it to the forefront so people understand what's going on, which is great. All the questions are about viewers telling Anna that she should be going to school, not giving up school for a guy, which is the same sort of things that she's getting from her dad, but Marisol is supportive. It's cute. Episode 14, Ben's concert, which is very cool. Lewis is supportive and does the introduction thing, and afterwards he tells them how good he did, and then they finally kiss. And then they're very cute and cuddly. Also, I mean, like Anna and Fred have a thing where they're awkward with each other, but Anna brings Elliot, which makes things even more awkward. Benjamin, you wrote the music in episode 14 that you sang. I did. I had kind of gotten an outline of the episode. We knew from season one that Ben was a musician, and they had told me that in season two we were definitely going to explore that more. And I got kind of an outline of the episode, and I knew that it was leading up to the big moment that a lot of our fans had been waiting for and so I also knew like you mentioned before that there was some stuff going on with Anna and Fred and it was just like a big moment for everyone so I kind of wanted to make less of a love song and more of a storytelling journey so that we could go we could go on that journey with each character rather than it just being specific to my character and my feelings towards Luke. One thing that I thought in this great watch because of Already had an interview with Derek, and he was talking about his plans for a spin-off series where, <laughs> of course, Ben and Lewis go on a road trip. And I thought that that part of the song would work really well as a theme song for that. You've got that we could run away for the summer and taking the train to Denver and all of this. I'm like that. That would work really well. Absolutely. It's just it's about dreaming and being in love and traveling the world with your favorite person and I think that 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 goes into not just my storyline Lou's storyline but also Anna and Fred that's a very big part of their journey and we see that in episode 13 as well when Anna's trying to figure out what her next move is so she could run away for the summer with this man or everything could be different and somehow the song just lined up and worked with that. It really wasn't on purpose, which is the craziest part. It just worked. It it was kind of bizarre to me, honestly, how well it fit. It was gorgeous. 
like listening to the first time and on the day. I love the the line, which for me really seemed to fit the the Ben and Lewis of it all. That I'll take care of you if you take care of me, because throughout the series you can see Ben being really considerate of Lewis and caring for him. And finally, Lewis steps up and does something for Ben and is there to support him. And it's really beautiful. Absolutely. I totally agree. I kind of struggle with that a little bit throughout season one and season two. I'm thinking, why is Ben doing all of this for someone who is not giving it in return necessarily, but Ben kind of feels invisible, I think. And I thought, why would he put himself through this? over and over and over again but at the end of the day that's love and I think that he just knew consistency was key and that one day everything would be how it was supposed to be I was more invested in the relationship between Ben and Lewis than I was Fred and Anna we actually talked about that last week and Anya said did we do something wrong because why are people more invested in the Ben and Lou's storyline and I think that that also goes back to the fact that our audience is just very queer and so rooting for that underdog queer love story is just so special and so different than your average love story and I think that that really that takes a big part of that for me is just the queerness of it all (laughs) if we go back to the original text in Persuasion the only reason that you can really tell that anything's going on between Anne and Frederick and that is because you're following Anne round and you get a little peek into her mind. But the way that this has been filmed, all the characters are 3D and you get to know what's going on with all of them. And therefore, Anna still being that very internal person that Anne Elliot is, you don't get to see as much. And I think it kind of works. You're like, also secretly, this is going on in the background. So Hazel, you live in the UK. Everybody else I understand is on an entirely different continent to you. How was it doing this process? Like, even with things like time zones, because I understand some people have been in different time zones even on the same continent, but it would have been presumably much more difficult for you? Yeah, there have been times where it's been weird, like... During the pandemic, obviously, I couldn't get over there for the first part of season two being filmed. So it's a lot of Zoom calls and like messages back and forth. But also, we've been like collaborating in this way for, oh, I think 10 years now. So it kind of felt like second nature as well. But yeah, we've worked on a few different web series projects together and with other groups. And most of that's been people in the US or um, also Australia and Germany and various places. So actually, only having two major time zones to navigate was a bit of a relief. We've had like six or four, so we don't have to do any 3 a.m. meetings this time, which is quite nice. It's more like 8 a.m. My, 8 to my time. That's all right. Do you notice cultural differences? Yeah, definitely. But I went over the second half of season two and definitely felt a bit weird to be the only Brit. Your own voice starts sounding weird to you. You kind of you're aware when you're writing that you're doing it in a very different voice from yours all the time. Which is a bit of a flip-flop, because the last series we all worked together on, well, the first series we all worked together on was set in the UK, so they're all doing the same thing for me and trying to write in a British accent. I know they've all said that when they're editing my scripts, that's something they keep an eye out for, going, oh, actually, we don't say that, so let's not go around to this and this and this. Some of the things that I write, it depends on who I will get to edit it. If it's supposed to be an American voice, I'll get an American editor. 
there are so many things like even within New Zealand we have cultural differences the way that we word things is different and I remember one of my things that was in New Zealand English and I referred to jandals which the editor wanted to change to sandals which I believe are called flip-flops in states yes I'm (laughs) not sure what they're called in the UK we have sandals and flip-flops they're different things yeah so be flip-flops we call them jandals which apparently is shortening of Japanese sandals oh okay so it's really good to have yeah people from different cultural perspectives who can and there was a lot of cultural diversity in the team and in the characters as well I understand that was um conscious choice as creators we all brought ourselves in different characters as well which is quite useful and obviously for Ash um she's part of the big Latin family and for me and the creators there's the whole like queer angle we want to talk about that and you know chronic illness I think we wanted to see a little bit more of ourselves on the screen and I think if you're going to travel and writing something in film, you're spending four years on it, then me as well. Make it that more relatable for everybody. Yeah. The tagline for the show is Fall Back in Love. Do you think that Anna and Fred, do you think this is correct? Do you think it was falling back in love or do you think they'd been in love the entire time? I think in Persuasion, they've been in love the whole time, especially because and just been sitting in that house pretty much for the last 10 years. In our version, I'm not so sure. I think they've both had like quite busy full lives and we don't really see them necessarily. And probably had quite a lot of experiences. I think when they see each other again, it's always been kind of come back, which they've been trying to like put away. But I don't know if it stopped or not, or if they're all getting a new kind of love now, they're not 18 anymore. The age makes a big difference, that's true. Yeah. It's interesting because we don't see that in between time. So when we're going backwards to the vlogs, we are seeing their relationship as was when they were 18. And then moving forward, we are basically starting the episode of their reintroduction to each other, or starting the whole series as their reintroduction to each other. For me, when I'm watching it, Fred never falls out of love. He's stubborn and can be kind of the worst sometimes but for me it's almost like Anna had pushed that to the back of her mind maybe she didn't fall out of love but I just don't think she was ready to open that box yet and she was forced to I don't know that they ever fell out of love with each other now that I really think back on that the reaction that they have to each other is not the reaction that you have to someone you're not still in love with from my point of view yeah i think the fact that they were in love just drives like so much of their lives in between as well i obviously like and i have this like big adventure she didn't go on and just the rest of her life she keeps making that choice to not go on the adventure and to stay and stay and stay and like the bits we see of her when she's a teenager and wants to take care of marisol and wants to kind of stay on her dad's side and support him as well I think that keeps getting replayed over and over. And for Fred, just this idea that he can't trust anyone anymore and he has to keep everything inside, just rewrites his, all of his relationships and why he can't go home and why he doesn't see his family so much and, like, so much. What about Ben and Lewis? I think it's pretty clear that Ben is in love with Lewis the entire time. Do you think that Lewis has been in love with Ben and just been unaware of it? 
That is exactly what I think. And it's evident from the very first episode that Ben is just enamored by this person and would do anything for him. Me and Derek talked about this a little in the very beginning, that there was just always something there. And for Lou, I feel like it was more pushing that to the side so that you don't have to confront something that's so intense and so real and right in front of your face. Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of seen it as those couples who just kind of become romantic couples without noticing all the way. And you just kind of see them like, oh, come on, this is so obvious, guys, we're only going to get together. But, I mean, obviously you're friend and Lou, and it gets more complicated when other people come in. And I think Lou's kind of has a set idea of love in his head, maybe, as well, that he's trying to search out again, which he doesn't think of Ben in that mould. He has to kind of think of love as you know, more of the give-and-take thing and comfort. And... This goes more behind the scenes, but for me... It was so special to, after we wrapped the first season, everyone was just very excited to see where our story was going. Cast, crew, audience. And we worked really hard to crowdfund season two. So when that finally happened, and then COVID hit, and we were delayed another year and a half, and we all meet back up three years later, the energy in the room was just electric and so alive and everyone was so excited to get started on this. And for me, it was the most special acting experience I'd ever had because it just kind of felt like we were at home hanging out and I hadn't seen anyone in three years. I wish that it wasn't over. I hope that maybe in the future it's not, but I just want to say that I'm very grateful for the experience that we had, and I think that it was such unique storytelling that I don't know if I'll ever have the opportunity to do again. So this story takes such a special place in my heart and my spirit, and I've made lifelong friends throughout this process, and I'm just very grateful and excited that a year later we're still talking about it. We're still getting to have these experiences and it's very magical. It's very rare that something to this small of a scale becomes something so big for all of us. You get to impact a lot of lives from this one piece of work. This has been Benjamin Mills and Hazel Jeffs and I'm Francis Duncan. Links to the socials in the notes. Thank you for listening. We wish you Happy watching and a happy 2024. Just popping back in to let you guys know that we have merch now. I haven't actually got merch with my face on it. That seems a little weird to me, but if you really want it, let me know and I'll do that. There's merch of the Jane Austen Society of Aotearoa New Zealand's logo, uh, some Jane Austen merch, and some Pride and Prejudice Heavily Pride focused merch too. It's on Redbubble and the link is in the notes. Happy buying!